Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm here at the Global Office with Rocky Fleming, our founder. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Brian. And uh, kind of excited about this. We're kicking off a, a new podcast series, if you will. Um, you know, the, of course, the heartbeat of this ministry, Rocky, is the journey. Without the journey, we really don't have influencers. I mean, influencers is the journey, in a sense. There's there's, it's grown to it's do other the things. For its formation, right, obviously. right. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with influencers, mm-hmm. but, um, and so we always just go back to that, and and always back to DNA of all that and everything. But I just thought it'd be interesting to have some of our key leaders, some of our board members and mm-hmm. staff members, comment on some of the key points of the journey. And I just thought it might help people. Uh, there's a lot of new people finding out about the journey. I mean, every day, and so uh, especially heading into the journey season, we're heading into. The next season of journey groups, it seems a lot, a lot of them start in the fall. So, uh, so I just wanted to um, go through step by step and interview different leaders. So I want to start with you, of course. But um, and uh, today we're just going to talk about how, uh, in the very first session of the journey, we establish the journey. So we're, and and that brings us back to as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about where you were 21 years ago when you gra- gathered that first group of seven guys. And you had an idea of where you wanted to go, but as you've told me, you kind of wrote it as the journey progressed. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have it all written. It was revealed it as, as yeah. it progressed. You just took notes mm-hmm. of uh, in the two weeks in between meetings and all right. that. But mm-hmm. but in the very beginning, you felt like that if if we, if someone's going to have an abiding relationship with Christ, they better figure out who who they're abiding with. Like you thought, yeah. you better go back and figure out that He's an intimate God. You, like maybe you need to start with the basics of who is God, right? Yeah, right. And so let's talk a little bit about the important things that we have to establish first before you even go on this this journey. Sure. So let's just kind of talk well, about that. Well, let me just say one thing about your objective to have different people speak into each of the, the points that you'll want to discuss. And I think it's going to be a very interesting mm-hmm. podcast series. One thing I'll say, though, is that uh, 20 years ago, uh, or maybe a little less, maybe it's about 2005, four, something like that, when when I went out to California right before they came here to be trained for the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, there, I just There was some kind of a insight God gave me that when people wanted to know about the journey, that it would be best conveyed by people who have gone through the journey and have experienced life change. Mm-hmm. Cause you know I can I can go from my point of view, but it, it, that's not that's not the most credible thing. Mm-hmm. God God revealed that to me, and so I think what you're doing here is is very credible because what you're doing is you're asking people that are staff, you're asking people who are board members, uh, people who are leaders who have been long committed at this. Why? Has it meant so much to them? And when they break it down about certain subjects, it's going to be extremely credible because they're speaking from their hearts. Yeah, and I sent the, kind of the list out of all the topics, and I let uh-huh. them kind of pick their favorite, their favorite ones. You right. know, you know, right. and so that'll be interesting right. too because it's something near and dear to their heart. You know. Yeah. 
Well, now uh, to your question yes. to me, uh, establishing the journey. And uh, Brian, it's it's interesting because I, I can look back now over several years. And, and by the way, I go back five years before 2001 when the first journey group started because that's when it really started hitting in me. Maybe a little bit before that, about 1985 is when the John 15 passage was so profound to me about abiding. And then the next several years were being hammered out. But then there was a, a five-year period there that I would say was a consecration of, okay, Lord, I, I, I think I understand, so here I am all in. And so now from that point there was some reformation in my life that required some serious challenges, breaking, and uh, things that turned out to be really good, um, but at the same time, difficulties. And, it, and that's kind of part of it, too. But, uh, and so I had to reflect on the way God revealed this to me to be able to begin establishing the journey with other people. And that it, it began by asking a question, what am I missing here? I've been a church guy so long. I've been actively serving. I've been even trying full-time ministry at one time for a brief period of time. But something was missing. And as I began to understand what was missing, I, I saw that what was missing was the intimacy in the relationship that I needed with Christ because he had opened the door for that, but I was kind of standing outside of it. And there are several reasons why you stand outside of it. One is ignorance, right? You don't know he's an intimate God. So I had to establish in my mind and heart the theology that he is an intimate God. Mm. And then the next point, if he is an intimate God, what does he want with me? And I came to conclude that he wanted me to have a deep abiding relationship with and then when I began to understand that, then I had to release certain things that got in the way of that, hindrances that stood in the way. And as I began to, to look at the hindrances, I, I began to see that, that actually I had to experience a form of personal abandonment and absolute trust. And so, do these sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he began talking to me and sharing with me about, look, I know everything about you. I love you. I know everything about you. I care. You understand? I care about you. And and I'm willing to be involved with helping you. But you understand that even though I have all this great capability that you can stand in the way of that, me being able to bless you and help you. And, and so you've got to process those things that get in the way of me blessing you. And um, And by the way, you need to build all of that on one necessary thought all the time, and that is I'm a God of grace. Mm -hmm. So when he took me through that, Brian, he established the journey in my life. Mm -hmm. And then when I went public with it in 2001, I simply began to reveal the things that he had established in my life as we established the journey for them. And the writing of it every two weeks was basically a download. Um, and it was just, uh, and it might have a lot to do with the way my thinking is as a businessman, how I was 
in in the in the business I was in that I understood that in order to be able to to uh, communicate complex ideas I needed to understand it thoroughly and then I needed to make it simple mm -hmm. and and that's why I guess he used a businessman mm -hmm. uh, instead of maybe a theologian to uh, transfer this to mm -hmm. because I basically understood it more more like uh, in simplistic terms mm -hmm. not making it too complex I've said all along that that what God revealed to me was that what was missing in all the experience that I'd had in discipleship was that it hammered heavily on the disciplines on the knowledge and uh, the discipline lifestyle uh, and and I, it wasn't working. I mean, I was doing all of the things that that looked good on the outside, but inside it was it was not. There was turmoil going on. It was things that were contrary to the spirit going on in my life. And and so the Lord revealed to me that this is this is the area that has to be transformed, and that is the heart. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about the theology, although the theology, you can't get to the heart unless you go through the theology. Yeah. But it's not just parking on the theology. Mm -hmm. It's taking it into the inner, inner part of us, the heart, the connection that we have with him. And so when I began to see the target, which is abiding, then I could back it down and listen to him about establishing steps to that. Mm. And that's the what the journey is. That's why we call it a process mm -hmm. and not a program. Well, and, and you wrote the journey there in chamber to give people a picture of what's going on spiritually and help them do a little probing of where they are in their yeah. spiritual walk. And you, you paint a picture of this inner chamber, this mm -hmm. place with you and Jesus, where you know, the, almost like the goal. I mean, that you're trying to get yeah. to, although it doesn't end there, because no. because that's, just, that's just the beginning. <laughs> and and uh, and like you've said this before, you're showing them something that's going to take nine months to really understand. You're just giving them a picture of some deep stuff, even though it's in allegorical format. That's pretty deep theology, really. Um, and then, of course, then you use the Gabe story to give them a picture of what it might look like in real life. Yeah. Which, so they go into the journey with that in mind, and then now it's like, okay, now, now we'll show you how you might get there, you yeah. know. And um, and in the in the early days, you you put it in the terms of a ladder. There was a ladder. So, yeah, you, know, you got to know that God knows yeah. everything about you before you can understand that He cares. And then after you understand He cares, you know that He's willing to help you with the things He cares right, about. Right. And He's also able, you know. And then you get to this place of of more of an intimate place with Him. Right. Right. And uh, a few years back, uh, you know, we, we had to write another book to replace Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, and you wrote An Orphan No More, which right. has turned out to be a God thing. Now I, I can say that. You wouldn't say it. But I'll tell you, I've mm -hmm. heard so many stories of people that had that orphan spirit problem, and, mm -hmm. and uh, that book has really helped. But, but that book also helps set up the journey, right. you know, of all those rungs. And, and you were inspired to kind of redo, instead of the latter, you came up with a different image. So right. Let's talk about that for a second. Well, the image that we use is, is based on the scripture where Jesus talked about if you, uh, if you build your house on sand and when the, when the storms come, it'll wash it out. That's right. But instead, build it on the rock of me. Uh-huh. And when the storms come, you will stand. And so you have to go to the passage and look at that. But the visualization there is that there is 
there is a house, and then there is a foundation. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have things that have to connect to the foundation, which is <laughs> where the illustration comes. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. I mean, I think I mean I, I the other spoke to me a lot, the latter, but then I thought that this was even better. I mean, a better you could go deeper in understanding things. Well, it's connecting directly with Jesus's illustration. It is. Yeah, it is. But yeah. but again, a lot of this has to do with I don't know. It's it's complex uh, from the one standpoint that is how God uses people and their experiences. Uh, he and he doesn't he doesn't abuse them. And he doesn't misuse them. And he doesn't waste them. All we have to do is is commit them to him. Mm -hmm. Here I am, Lord. I'm yours. Lord, what do you want to do? Well, he wanted to use my background in building, background in communication, background in understanding how to how to communicate uh, complex things but keep them simple. Mm -hmm. So they're understandable, and that's why the, par the parables of Jesus, he, he communicated some very deep stuff there, but it is such a way people understood it. And, uh, and certainly I feel like that's why he gave me allegories. Is there's a lot of depth there that he, he conveys in it that I, I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. But I just saw the picture of it, and I designed it. I wrote it because I, I saw it. And so when, when I wrote, and, and now we're back to the question establishing the journey, right? Right, so, right. Uh, that's right. So the, uh, the, the, the journey to the inner chamber is, is used in a way to establish the journey to, is to the preliminary to the journey. It's to gather people. It's to give them a, a, a quick picture of what it looks like. Um, and, but that, that will not make a disciple, by the way. It might get them headed in the right direction, but it's not about a book. Yeah, and some people do get misunderstanding that they think that that's the, that yeah. this is it. This is the journey. This this yeah. little book and yeah. six weeks or something. And they'd like it to be that <laughs> <laughs> just six weeks, right? Yeah, right, easy. Yeah. And but you, but you don't get you don't you don't you're not you, you don't make a disciple with with a book, you know, or even a course. Mm -hmm. A disciple is formed in the intimate place with him. That's right. Learning to journal, learning to go through Scripture, learning to apply Scripture to your life, learning to commune and communicate, and takes time. And that's where disciples form, and the Holy Spirit forms His disciple. All we do is get them into the place where they're listening to Him, mm -hmm. and they identify things that are getting in the way and hindering. Remember, that's what happened to me. Mm -hmm. He had to break me. He had to remove things that are in the way. And then when he got him out of the way, now, now we're going. Hmm. I consecrated myself to him. Here I am, Lord, whatever you want. That's when the massive downloads started coming. Hmm. And they required a lot of pain, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of breaking, uh, a lot of surgeries, a lot of, a lot of things that were frightening, uh, out of control, to show me that he was in control. Hmm. And, to, and to create a... A very receptive person to be able to hear him, and and so it, it this is what is needing to be conveyed to everybody who is seriously committed to going through the journey. That if you are serious, he he will meet you at that point of request. When you say take me and use me, he will do that. But don't be surprised that he will alter your life. Mm. But it'll always work to the good. Mm -hmm. 
And so the inner chamber is simply a taste. It's an appetizer mm -hmm. for the journey. And so when we go into those people who won't now commit to the next nine months, we give them the uh, orphan no more and ask mm -hmm. them to read it. And mm -hmm. because it, it basically reflects the whole enlightened series. Mm -hmm. It unpacks it with our two friend, friends in, in the storyline of the first book, and that's the narrator and, and Gabe. Mm -hmm. So you have this conversation between them where it unpacks Things like God knows, God cares, God's willing, God's able. Those are things that you're going to be discussing in subsequent podcasts. But it also unpacks a necessary foundation. As with all houses, you got to have a good foundation. Mm -hmm. It's what Jesus says. you got to have a foundation, uh, not built on sand, but built on rock, but built on him. Mm -hmm. And the foundation that we establish the journey on is the bedrock of God's grace. Mm. Because when we start talking about God knows, God cares, God's willing, God's able, that can scare people to death that God can know that all of everything about me, including my thoughts. Mm. Right? Right. And he could use that against you, us if he was not a God of grace. Mm. But being a God of grace, he uses his knowledge about where we are, what we're thinking, what we're dealing with, what we're frightened of, what our path looks like ahead. He uses that great knowledge for our benefit because he's a God of grace. Yeah. So it's so important for a, for a disciple of Christ to understand when Jesus talks about building our life, home, house, on a found, firm foundation, he's talking about build it on the grace of God, mm. not on your legalistic efforts, not on your perceived rights and wrongs, yeah. but based on him mm. and his and what he has for you, what he wants for you. And when we do that, that's, then that foundation is established then in the storms when they hit us, the storms of life hit us. They won't, they won't shake us. They won't. They will. We will stand. And, uh, and so, uh, and of course, there is the orphan spirit at the, at the end of the book that, that will be another discussion. But each one of those, each one of those points, and I'm looking forward to hearing the series and the people that are going to be speaking about mm -hmm. it because they're, they're talking about it in their own life. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that it had it, it, when when I wrote the book, it, uh, it was because one we had to replace the other one because we don't have copyright on it and we're doing international now mm -hmm. a lot. We needed to have the ability to translate and not right. ask permission or not be limited because right. when you write a curriculum that it includes these things and you can't use them, well, it just messes it up. You know, right. we found that to be true when we went to different places and had to ask permission, get limited. Uh, permission and then it's just too cumbersome mm -hmm. and uh, so but at the same time I realized that one book which I would recommend everybody <laughs> listen to this is is to read uh, Shepherd Looks 23rd Psalm by Philip Keller yeah it is a wonderful book mm -hmm. and and it was written for one point in in the journey and that is God cares right 
And so what, what I felt inspired to do was to write a book that dealt with all of those characteristics, all of those intimate characteristics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that book unpacks those, those points and it does it in the storyline, the story form that, that is used. Mm. And, uh, and so anyway, this is, uh, this is what we do when we establish the journey is we take them through the first, you know, the first book to see those that are interested. And we have them read The Orphan No More. And then we begin uh, by the very, 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 very first series, uh, very first session, is we do something critically important. Mm-hmm. And that is we go through the star. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell them what the star is, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's our journaling. It's our journaling acronym for um, scripture read. Writing down what scripture you're reading. Um, T is the thought conveyed, you know, from the passage, and you describe what do you think it's saying. A is where it starts getting more intimate because you start saying, well, how does this apply to me today, and you know, in this time and day. And then R is really powerful because that's your response, and that could be God could be prompting you to do something. Right in response to that scripture, or it could be your response back to him, a prayer back to him. And we teach people that right off the bat because we're going to encourage them to do that throughout the whole journey. So, uh, and, and that, and really that is one of the big differentiators I think of the journey is, is journaling. It has a way of getting, I think has a way of getting a person's burdens out of their heart and giving them to God. And it has a way of getting scripture into someone's heart. Well, it goes back to what I said a while ago, and that is disciples are not formed by reading a book. Right, right. And disciples are really not formed by just doing a Bible study. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's packing knowledge. And if they just did the journey and went through the, the points of the journey, I mean, it could be an interesting discussion, but it's missing the point. Uh, we tell people all the time, the journey is not uh, when we meet, it's between when we meet. That's right, that's right. It's your time with Jesus. That's the journey. Mm-hmm. And when we meet together, we're just keeping it going in the right direction. Well, and it's not, like you said, it's not about your books, which, but your books always point people back to the book, yeah, that's, to God's that's Word. That's what it is. God's yeah. Word is where right. He encounters us and abides with us and transforms us. Yeah. And so, and, and we've been saying that all along, it's not, it's not even the journey that changes people. Yeah. It's, it's where the journey takes somebody. Right, right. It's that proximity with Jesus. I mean, that's it. I mean, yeah. It's not. I mean, and this is, this is why it's so uh, important that we protect the DNA and not make it just another Bible study or not just another program or not. And, and, and I think people have tried to pro- program it yeah. You know, by cutting down the num- number of um, months that we meet, rather than do it in nine months, do it in yeah. six months. Right? right. Yeah. And when they do that, they modify it, but they take away. They might get the journey portion in there quicker, just like they would another study. But does it give people the time to ruminate? Right. Right. That's right. To saturate, mm. to marinate in the in the presence of the Lord. And that's what we encourage in the journey. I hope we're encouraging them in the journey. Yeah. Well, and I like, um, you know, when you talk about right out of the chute, if you're going to establish something very important, I love the grace part of it. Mm -hmm. Because we've talked about it a lot. That's something most people, men in particular, but I think in in general, people in the body of Christ don't understand. 
that he has so much grace for us, so much love, love for us and, and, and gives us what we don't deserve, you yeah. know, I mean, you yeah. know, and, and I think it's really important that we establish that right off the bat. Yeah. You can't really go forward if you don't. Well, you know, Brian, we live in a very complicated world, honestly, and, and it's so complicated that so many people are missing out on everything from communication to task. I mean, it's just gotten complicated, and trying to uncomplicate things is, is very important to be able to get some things done. And sometimes we have to kind of overemphasize one thing to counteract what was missing on the other. And so what we've overemphasized here to counteract that which was missing is we've overemphasized what this is. It is a grace-driven, vertically-oriented process. Grace-driven, vertically-oriented process. Tell me what that means to you. It means that uh, we're not measuring everything based on performance or attendance or, you know, and, you know, how's everybody doing compared to each other? You know, who's, who's more spiritual? You know, no, it's each person's individual journey and, and uh, God's there with open arms and he's got so much he wants to give them and we're just trying to encourage them to go there. Go where he, even if it's uncomfortable, you know, because people are afraid to go too deep because he might show them some things they already know that's in their heart that probably need to go, and they're afraid to go there. But but they we have to give them this idea that it's okay. He loves you. You know, he's trustworthy. You know, if he's going to take you there, he'll see you through it, and it's going to be better on the other end. You know, so and, and it's all about him. It's not about because I think a lot of men, men or women too, they want to make it horizontal. They want to make it a support group. They want to make it an accountability group or. Whatever, because that's what people know. That's what they're used to. Yeah, yeah, and it's different than that. It really is different than that. It's uh, it's all about what he wants to impart in a particular discussion or whatever. Yeah. It's not a teaching. It's not about the guides trying to teach it, you know. And, and that's the hardest thing for a guide who's got a lot of knowledge, even if he has the gift of teaching, to pull his reins back and let the Holy Spirit lead the conversation, not, not try to do all the talking. And right. I got so much to share, you know. Right, right. Um, that's vertically oriented is letting the Holy Spirit lead it and just throwing a few questions out there and letting it letting the Lord guide the discussion, you know. Right, so right. those things are that are different well, about well it. Well answered. Well, but see, because we, I mean, I was involved with with discipleship for a long time, different programs. Uh, it wasn't vertically oriented. Uh, it. And one thing is they weren't grace-driven. They were, they were demanding. They required performance. They required, you know, uh, certain things that had to be done. And honestly, uh, it didn't change your heart. It might pack you full of knowledge, theology, but you might get a lot of verse memorizations. But when it comes down to it, there's something that was missing. And I, not only me, I saw it with other people, especially the ones I led. Mm-hmm. That might be the problem. <laughs> but but no, I think it was the nature of it. It was the emphasis of you know not of our Western mentality about the more more you know, the better you are. But that's not true. Mm. Uh, the better you know Him, the better you are. Mm. And you know, getting to know Him, it, it, it's not going to be. You're not going to know it. You're not going to get to know Him by being performance driven. It's going to be more reflective driven. It's going to be more about not what you achieve, but what you surrender. 
-hmm. Because he is the one that we're seeking. He is the one that we're needing to change our life. And this is, I mean, and this is where you get into different illustrations. And in my case, being a boatsman, you know, I had power boats and I had sailboats. And I understood the, the discipleship better by using a sailboat analogy rather than using a powerboat with a powerful motor on the back where you could control your destiny mm -hmm. and go where you wanted to go, breaking through waves and whatever. And the sailboat required skill. It, it required to be in uh, union with, with, the, with the wind. I mean, there were so many things about the sailboat analogy being a sailor that helped me understand that to have a discipleship process, there needs to be a rhythm. Mm. There needs to be a process. There needs to be getting in sync with spirit. And so that's what we try to do early on, establishing the journey, is one, this is vertically oriented. We're not gonna be driven toward building relationships with each other. They'll come, mm -hmm. uh, but what's missing with most of those groups out there is they say they wanna go vertical, but they, they're really parking out horizontally and they never get there. Mm -hmm. You gotta go, you gotta make that your priority. Vertical orientation trusting that our relationships will build from that. Mm -hmm. Grace-driven, you know, we're not going to ask you, or we're not going to require of you anything, but we're going to ask you to understand why it's important to follow the things that's been inspired here because they'll help you. Mm -hmm. Not going to require you. Not going to do that. Uh, you will get out of this what you put in. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, why do it? Mm -hmm. Why commit to nine months just to hang out? It's not going to be horizontally driven. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get it there. Uh, wh why be a part of something that you're going to miss? Don't I mean, really, do something else if you're not willing to do do the thing that that's here because what this is designed to do is establish a foundation for you that you can build on for the rest of your life. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, our guy and our champion in Columbus, Ohio, Mike Stanley, the other day, they've had over 100 some people, guys go through the journey. And he said, he goes, I'm going to say something here. He said, and this is, this is really, I don't just say this lightly. He said, every man that I've seen who has given himself to do the work that's required in the journey has seen major life transformation without fail. Yeah. Now, if, if a guy doesn't do the work and just shows up for the means looking for something else, maybe he won't. He won't get it, you know, yeah. whatever. But, yeah. but he just—he was just so—he's uh, just, you know, because he's one of those who he measures everything, and mm -hmm. he doesn't just fall Old for coach. it. He didn't just fall for <laughs> it because because he say it's good. He wants to see it oh, in action, yeah. Yeah. and he's seen it now. He's a real deal. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, one thing I'll just say this is that, um, you know, uh, again, we we have to. Uh, I think we have to kind of, um, you know, adjust our thinking here. We oftentimes think do the work, okay, now now we're back into the disciplines, right? No, 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 no. Do the work. Oh, okay, so you, you're talking about a quasi-seminary theology, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's change it. Don't, don't do the work. Come to the banquet table and eat. Yeah, 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 that's right. See, this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We're, 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 there's a big meal that's been put down here, and we're going to start on one end where it's start simple, Mm -hmm. 
we're going to repack the foundation on things you might not understand or you need to understand by grace. God knows. God cares. God's will. And each one of those is moving them up in their understanding, but it's also moving them closer to the inner chamber, moving them closer to intimacy with Christ. It's not doing the work. It's just being a part of the process. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to do that, why even be there? Yeah, right, right. And I, I tell people too, I, you know, I, I think it's kind of a given that if you're walking with Christ, you should be having a time in, in the Word with the Lord every day. I mean, I think that's common, right? Yeah. And I just say, well, just during this season, give your, just use this as your as your material for your quiet time. You know, just just give yourself to this process and and insert that into your your quiet time. You know, and it, it should just be nothing more. But you'll go deeper than what maybe you've gone before. You know, and so. Well, most everybody, if they're if they had to go through the normal processes of getting a job, whether it's out of high school or out of college, or they, they typically go through a period of education, whether it's vocational, military, college. Mm -hmm. And so they have, to, they have to defer what they, their ambitions to be able to have a career, do the things to get educated. They have to build a foundation. So what we're doing is helping them understand that this is a foundation for the rest of your life. That's right. You're going to walk away with, with things that's going to help you learn how to journal the rest of your life, how to have a communion, communication with, with God for the rest of your life, how to build a marriage, how to parent, how to relate with a, a, a political world, how to work, relate with an international world, how to rate, relate with difficulties that you will face. Mm -hmm. In other words, doing life is going to be difficult ahead for you. And building a foundation under that is what Jesus is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all the journey is, is a foundation for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's now, right. how important is that? Yeah. Yeah. If we go to college for five years, and think that we got a degree, but really, I had a degree, but I didn't have an education. I had to start all over as far as learning what it means to be a businessman and all the mm -hmm. other things. And a lot of stuff that we uh, sacrificially do to prepare us for the future has no comparison to what nine months immersion in a process that takes us to intimacy with Christ, it, those things can have no comparison. To what he, we can have when we have that oh, foundation yeah. with him, yeah, and uh, and we've seen it, <laughs> we've seen it lived out over and over again, and we've seen amazing things happen with people. So, uh, well, you know, they're going to be hearing from people that yeah. will tell their story. That's right. That's right. Well, good. This was a good uh, good foundation for this whole thing, establishing where we're going. So, thank you, Rocky. So, uh, anyway, well, we'll uh, next week we'll uh, we'll kind of get into God knows and uh, hear hear from one of Can't our leaders. Can't wait to hear from. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that'd be good. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we do these just to help encourage all you influencers out there. And, and for new people who are finding out about our ministry, we hope we can kind of help share some of the things we're seeing. And uh, anyway, and also occasionally we get to comment on you know world events and things going on. And as we're all trying to wrestle through how to live in the times that we're, we're faced with. But uh, be sure you're plugged into our network. Uh, you can find things on our website, influencers.org. Uh, and there you can also sign up for our emails. We do a daily email called Abide that comes out Monday through Friday. And you'll get a daily scripture and you'll get to hear 
you know, posts about our podcasts and blogs and devotionals and things like that. So be sure you're on our, our mailing list as well. So anyway, this has been the Influencer Network Podcast. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. And don't let go Walk with me